0: And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fang's True Blood podcast.
1: This week we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 3 of True Blood, Whatever I Am, You Made Me. Wow,
0: have you, have you realised we're, we're like a third of the way through the season?
1: We are. Next week we'll be a quarter of the way through the season. Oh, Ugh, <laughs> so,
0: it's going too fast.
1: As always, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, email or our website. Also, you can su- subscribe to us on iTunes. Yes, do. If you want to listen to us weekly. Okay, so... Uh, Let's kick off with our recap.
0: Okay, so so the episode starts with something that we've n- never seen before on True Blood: vampire vision.
1: Vampire vision. Wow. So not only is Tara healing and running at super speed, we also see that she can sense little forest creatures, and she can see the entire Milky Way. How cool
0: did that wow. look? Wow! <laughs> when when the stars just appeared <laughs> and the
1: that was mind blowing. That was awesome. <laughs> that was a whoa moment. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's well, kind of,
0: yeah. Think about it. It's kind of like the Uh, The Starwalk app that we've got. It is.
1: It's like having the Starwalk app in your brain. I want it. (laughs) So she's about to devour her first victim uh, when she catches sight of her reflection and is horrified. Hmm. Did you notice the the recurring crucifix motif throughout the episode? Hmm. Because a few fans were saying um, was it because she saw the crucifix that that stopped her but vampires in true blood are not affected by crucifixes. That's just...
0: just saw herself and thought, "What the, what the <laughs> yeah. hell am I doing?"
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously she hates vampires, so to see herself with a load of fangs about to take a chomp out someone.
0: And, and we see that, although she's like a bloodthirsty new vampire, she still possesses a great sort of deal of self-control and choice. Yeah. And
1: yeah, that's good. She didn't just go ape shit straight away.
0: Did you think that she was gonna
1: eat the girl? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally thought she was gonna eat the girl. Uh, So, back in the authority boardroom, Dieter says that Russell's escape is an epic fucking disaster. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: But Kibway and Salome are sympathetic towards Bill and Eric and keen to give them a second chance. We're still
0: not sure about the child actor, are we? He's
1: coming across as... He should be coming across as, like, an ancient vampire and he's just coming across as a child.
0: Yeah. They had two lines this way. I think they had one last week.
1: Maybe he's (laughs) going to get staked soon. Do
0: you think he'd be one to (laughs) go? I
1: reckon they'll stake him because it's a child and it'll just look... Shocking to, to stake a small child. Yes. <laughs> and also in the casting call, he said that, it, that he smokes and he's not smoking, so obviously they thought, no, he can't have a nine year old smoking.
0: Ugh, <laughs> give him a cigarette or a cigar. What, <laughs> what does he smoke? Cigars or?
1: It just said he like, smoking. I think he said likes smoking cigarettes. Give him a cigarette, he'll look cooler. <laughs> <laughs> It'll endear him to us.
0: Okay, so, so Roman tells them that uh, Russell um, has now achieved uber super status and is the vampire. Osama bin Laden is the equivalent of Osama bin Laden. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty high up there. Isn't up it?
1: there. Uh, so we get our first visit to Fanta- Fantasia of the season, which is nice. I've missed Fantasia, and uh, and Pam's desperately speed texting Eric.
0: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> it reminds you of um, Franklin in season three.
0: Yeah. Well, what was he texting? It's something funny, wasn't
1: it? He said, "Look how fast I can type, motherfucker." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I remember rightly. <laughs> Do you see what phone Pam had? Did you notice?
0: Did she have a BlackBerry? I, I can't.
1: Maybe she had a BlackBerry. Yeah, it definitely wasn't an iPhone. Can vampires not use touchscreens? I don't think any ah, of the vampires have used touchscreens yet.
0: That's a good point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe their cold skin doesn't work with the technology. It, it's just like
0: the electric. It's, it's the electric going through your body, isn't it? Is the, that why it is? Yeah, I believe so. Ah,
1: that's why they don't have touchscreen phones.
0: <laughs> so okay, so Pam tells Sookie that um, she doesn't believe Jessica's assurance that Bill and Eric have gone on a cosy little business trip together.
1: Maybe, maybe they're playing golf or fishing.
0: <laughs> or sort of kind of get killed.
1: Suki <laughs> seems completely oblivious to the fact that Bill and Eric might be in trouble. Which is kind of weird because she's supposedly madly in love with both of them. And she knows Russell's on the loose. Is she not a bit concerned?
0: Yeah, she didn't seem too bothered. She
1: yeah, is well. Bill and Eric missing oh, Who gives a fuck? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've not seen them. fine. So I don't care. <laughs> nice. Maybe she just thinks they can, they're big boys. They can take care of themselves. So
0: anyway, Pam tells Suki. Um, she doesn't want anything to do with Tara, and gives her a shove to make sure she gets the message.
1: Ah, oh, but Suki responds by throwing a bolt of lightning from her hand.
0: <laughs> hey, do you think she's learning to control the powers of the of the lightning hand?
1: I hope so. I think we spoke about this last season because we said that would make her a better character if she had more of a superhero thing going on. Suki superhero. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, rather than her just being able to read mine. what do you
0: think all the, all the dudes in the in the bar what do you think they were thinking oh it's probably all high on V yeah, hey, this is V this, this is great shit man
1: <laughs> were there vampires there that might have known about fairies
0: would they not be able to smell her and sort of go a bit crazy like
1: oh no she's only caught a fairy though uh, right? uh, okay yeah. so they'd only get a semi guess <laughs> uh, anyway Ro- Roman asked to see the new Nan Flanagan <laughs> And as we predicted, it's Steve Noonan. <laughs> Bring in the new Nan Flanagan. <laughs> Roman explains to Steve that Russell is still alive and now he's got to perform damage control. So, uh,
0: so do you think the, the authority have announced Nan Flanagan's death?
1: I reckon they're going to put a bit of a spin on it and they're going to say, oh, poor Nan Flanagan, she was, a, she was murdered by anti-vampire killers. It's a, it's a great tragedy. I reckon they're going to spin it that way. Hmm.
0: Eventually. But do you think that... Steve Newlin lives up to the Noonan Flanagan status.
1: I think he's better than them. Can't he? <laughs> yeah, he's the best. I liked her because she was just a complete super bitch, but he's just hilarious. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Steve points out that humans believe anything, as evidenced by Elvis being spotted by turkey jerky last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm taking it that's a reference to to Bubba.
1: I reckon that's a reference to Bubba.
0: Hey, and and where can we get turkey jerky? That sounds fucking awesome!
1: (laughs) (laughs) All these American foods, we have no clue what any of this is. I mean,
0: beef jerky, we know about that, but turkey jerky. jerky.
1: It's
0: just like dried hard beef, isn't it? That's chewy, like chewing gum. I'm not. Beef beef flavoured chewing gum.
1: (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Roman is not happy with Steve's human hating attitude and launches into a tirade about how all vampires come from humans.
0: Um, you notice how this episode is called what, Whatever I Am, You Made Me? Yep. Um, so is Steve's sudden uh, disdain for human, humans inherited from his
1: maker? It could is... be. Could it be a clue that Nan is his maker? Mm. I'm rooting for Nan being his maker, because I think that would be awesome. Um, and we also learned that Steve has been a vampire for four months at this point. I thought he'd been missing for at least six months though. Oh, or am indeed. I going by the comic canon? <laughs> So does that mean, if he's been missing for longer than that, does that mean they kept him prisoner for a while and kind of brainwashed him first?
0: Possible, yeah. Because it seems
1: like he's kind of taken a bit of a radical turnaround with his attitude to vampires. Maybe they kind of glamoured him a few times first to make sure he was pro-vampire.
0: And, uh, uh, yeah, and regarding what he was doing in his human life, he's, he's been sort of promoted really quick through the ranks,
1: yeah. sort of working
0: for the authority. Yeah,
1: but then they did say he was recruited for this reason. So, But mm. they said recruited. That kind of implies he vo- like volunteered or he agreed to be turned. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we shall learn. We shall learn more. And, and Roman again mentions the sanguinistas and that they want to farm humans. And we remembered what film that was in. Yes. Because we couldn't remember the name of the film and it is Daybreakers with Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe. And basically all the vampires um, have humans in big farms and farm them for, for blood. Hey, oh, did, did
0: you notice how Roman didn't tell Steve uh, that his that his source of intel was from Bill and Eric.
1: Yes. What is his reaction going to be when he finds out his old nemeses are now his code?
0: <laughs> he'll get a big lob on, I reckon. <laughs>
1: yeah, he'll fancy <find> them now. <laughs> yeah. And how are they going to react, seeing as Steve Newlin wanted to kill Eric, Sookie and Godric? They're kind of going to be a bit pissed at him, I think. I reckon he'll get punched in the face.
0: So if Steve, if Steve Newlin's now a gay vampire, and, and possibly did get turned by Nan Flanagan... Hmm. Would he have had weird sexual dreams?
1: No, no, you know I don't think you get dreams about the vampire that turns you. Oh, Jessica didn't have any Bill dreams, did she?
0: Oh, that we know of. <laughs>
1: That's a fact. Hey, Steve. He did. Steve Newland did look like he got a bit of a thrill from being touched <laughs> by Roman. <laughs>
0: when Roman was touching his fingers on his face, <laughs> Steve kind
1: of... Newland won his pop fang. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after Steve leaves them, Roman instructs Salome to find some info from Bill and Eric.
0: Uh, Bill and Eric, meanwhile, are getting fitted with the iStake device. The iStake,
1: a new one from Steve Jobs.
0: Uh, Bill thinks she's joking when she says the staking devices are controlled by an app,
1: but she isn't. As iPhone geeks, we love the app references. Wow. <laughs> iStake app.
0: I wonder <laughs> if there is a true app you can obviously without the contraption.
1: They should make a fake, like an official <laughs> app. That would be amusing. Do it. Uh, and where, uh, you probably you didn't notice this, but fans have been discussing this a lot. Where's Bill's chest hair? He was really hairy, and now he's not so really?
0: hairy. Really, did
1: he? Uh, I'm upset about this. <laughs> I
0: actually do not remember seeing Bill chest hair, or no Bill chest hair.
1: In season one, he's got loads of chest hair, and in season three, in season two, he looked like he'd had a wax job.
0: But he's got, but he's got cool hairstyle in this season and last season. His kind of hair's got short. You, you so. like
1: it without the sideburns? See, I miss the sideburns.
0: I think it's kind of cool, but I think he looked the coolest when is a punk.
1: Yes, punk Bill. He we, should
0: need just... to, we need some more <laughs> punk Bill.
1: He should go for that image all the time. Uh. Anyway, back to the episode. Uh, Is there any way that they could get these devices off? How would they get these off?
0: Well, they they said they can't burn them or or break them or...
1: (laughs) What if they cut their arms off and waited for their arms to grow back? (laughs) I'm clutching at straws here. The
0: limbs grow back?
1: Yeah, in the books books it takes ages though.
0: How long would that take?
1: Oh, Sophie Ann got her legs chopped off in the books and it took like months for them to grow back. I reckon, I reckon they'll be good boys and the authority will take them off as a reward for their good service eventually. Yes. Yeah, there's,
0: obviously, obviously, there's going to be something with them though. They're going to be involved, aren't they, These the Ice yeah, state. Maybe they'll
1: just be a threat.
0: It's a, it's a good threat, but it's such a good idea that it needs to be...
1: I want to see it in action. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, but, <laughs> but, not but, but not a billionaire. Yes. yes. Oh,
1: did you notice Molly, the girl that was fitting the devices, she's played by an actress called Tina Margarino. Majorino. Majorino. And she was the little girl in Waterworld. Remember that film?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember the film, but I don't,
1: I don't remember much about it. I don't remember much about it. Oh, she was the girl in Napoleon Dynamite. You remember that Oh, film? I
0: remember that. That's cool. And
1: do you remember uh... the 90s Alice in Wonderland film?
0: Yes, I believe Where I... Where she's
1: wearing a yellow dress. That's her. That's the same actress.
0: Oh, no, sorry, no. I don't remember that <laughs> You don't that remember one. the 90s sorry, Alice in Wonderland? confused with Return to Oz, which is <laughs> kind of... the 80s? Oh, I don't know.
1: That, you know, that's 80s. No, she's a little girl in the 90s, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it, which no, is, I think... I, she's I, pretty good, I like that version. I think that one
0: went past me. Okay. Uh,
1: anyway, Suki and Lafayette are once again cleaning Grant's kitchen.
0: Uh, they need a good cover story, and are worried that Tara might spill the beans about Debbie's murder.
1: I was wondering about this. How, how, would, De- how would Tara know uh, that Debbie was murdered, though? Because she was dead at the point when Suki shot
0: Debbie. <laughs> yeah, so...
1: And she never saw the body or anything.
0: That's a bloody good question. But would she just
1: jump to conclusions? I don't know. Maybe they're just being paranoid. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not <it's> awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sam smells Tara in the bushes with his shapeshifter super senses.
0: Good old Sam. Uh, good you can old always, Sam. Can always be depended on to help out a lady in distress.
1: And he feeds her a dozen bottles of true blood, uh, which don't seem to be doing much to help her bloodlust. Maybe she needs some proper human blood.
0: Uh, it's nice to, It's nice to see Sam all kind and helpful. Uh, after he spent most of the last season being a bit of a douchebag, didn't he? He
1: did, yeah. I, I, that annoyed us at the time, I do believe, that Sam was not being nice Sam. Not a nice Sam. And then Tara abruptly passes out for some reason. Why did she just pass out? Bl- Is it because she's a new vampire? Can she not... Drunk
0: drunk too much blood or something? I or? don't know,
1: because the other vampires can stay... Can, they're not, they don't just pass out when,
0: when, it's, time when to, it's
1: time to go to sleep when it's hmm. daylight do they? they they wake up and get the bleeds or maybe it's because she's a new vampire yeah or because most of her brain's blown away yeah maybe her brain's are still healing a bit
0: oh, she's got narcolepsy is it narcolepsy narcolepsy <laughs> yeah vampire
1: yeah, right. narcolepsy that's it And uh,
0: so, so yeah so it's uh, morning and we get to see Rosie and Kenya again at last yay um, along with Kevin and they're uh, all checking out Andy's arse on Facebook <laughs> did you like did you like the photo
1: <laughs> He's looking ripped <laughs> He's looking good i never looked at Andy in this way before But now I'm thinking Yeah Andy Andy, Andy you've been working out <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, uh, Debbie's parents show up To look for their psycho daughter And they're, they're surprisingly clean cut looking
0: Yet still very creepy looking
1: Yes <laughs> and Do you think they're both werewolves Or do you think just one of them's a werewolf Which one
0: uh, I, I kind of assume they both were you think they're both were- they're both, They've both
1: they're, got a werewolf look They've both
0: them. got werewolf human looking faces Yeah
1: also, in the books, Debbie's got a sister that also shows up at the same time.
0: She's a skank like Debbie? or she? No,
1: she's not a skank. I don't think she's a werewolf, actually. I think she's a human. Oh. Yeah, if I remember right. But I thought it would be cool if they got the same actress in, um, Britt Morgan, because she's a really great actress. I think they should make Debbie have a twin and That's she a... shows up.
0: Yes. That
1: would be pretty cool. I'd like that. So, back to Malot's. It's insanity as usual, since Comto's Vampire Tara is in the fridge. Um, Terry is
0: off with Patrick on a super-secret mission. And it's nice to see everyone at work, isn't it? Um,
1: yeah.
0: Arlene, Suki, Sam, Holly.
1: Lafayette. They're yeah. all working the day shift.
0: So Suki asks Sam about Tara, uh, and he is a terrible liar. Um, and unsuccessfully tries to think about her boobs instead of Vampire
1: Tara. <laughs> Um, uh, but he's, he's a diamond fella and he's totally not judgmental and he's very understanding when he hears Suki's explanation. Because he could have fl- flown off the handle, but he was like, no, he was cool.
0: And it's nice that he mentioned Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. <laughs> like, oh, who? A, a, a character, a character <laughs> that have been in our faults for, well, <laughs> since last season. Endlessly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, who was he?
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think that Suki will ultimately end up with Sam in the books. But do you think this is the long game in the show as well? Because there's always a bit of tension between them and he's got a thing for her. And she could have a normal human life, or relatively normal life. With
0: so, so I was thinking this when I was watching the episode, fun enough, and I, and I was, yeah, there is tension with them, but then there's tension with Bill and Eric with her.
1: I was thinking, <laughs> I think no, it's tension I'm with thinking Alcide. You think she's going to end I'm up with Alcide? Yeah, I'm it? thinking... You think Alcide is the long game? Yeah. Do you know how I think it's going to end? I think the last scene of True Bloods ever and I will stand by this till the end of the show Fate of black Fate of black no it's not going to have a soprano's end don't tell don't people what are you doing <laughs> sorry 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 no I reckon it's going to end in like 50 years in the future and Sookie's like some really old decrepit lady but, dying it, in a hospital bed with Eric and Bill sitting there just still arguing
0: wow and they
1: still look the same I reckon, <laughs> I, I reckon that's going to be the last scene
0: that's awesome
1: that's, that's how I'd write it if I was a writer for the show in my fantasy world <laughs>
0: Okay, so anyway, so yeah, flashback time. And uh, continuing on from last week's epic flashback, we see Pam is showing uh, Eric the Goods in her brothel.
1: He's not into the bendy Chinese lady. He wants some Pam action. Yes.
0: Um, But just before they get it on, uh, they find...
1: Hell yeah! Lorena and Bill eating a (laughs) (laughs) hookah. So so I'm assuming they were behind all the hookah murders.
0: I'm assuming that too. Yeah.
1: So, Eric throws Lorena against a wall, and Bill is still at this point crazy about his maker, so he tries to stake Eric in retaliation.
0: Um, Eric is instantly intrigued by Bill's unusual strength for a young vampire and spares him because he sees his potential.
1: Oh, did you wonder? I've I've kind of wondered this before is Bill unusually strong for a young vampire? Because he does seem to kind of. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've never wondered that. No, like he tried to stake Russell and stuff, or is he just really bold?
0: Yeah, I think he's (laughs) bold. Just wants wants to have it. Just wants to have it. Brentwood boy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And it's also apparent here that Lorena and Eric are old friends, which kind of explains why he contacts her to kidnap Bill in season two. They knew each other already.
0: So Lorena apologises to Pam at Eric's behest and agrees to pay $500 for each dead hooker.
1: Good deal. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's probably a lot of money in 1905. Uh, Bill gives Eric the dirtiest look imaginable and storms (laughs) out. So it seems like he's always had a bit of a problem with authority.
0: Punk. <laughs> there's, there's quite a lot of revelation in this flashback. Yeah, this is um, a great flashback. I mean, it's the it's fir- the, the first meeting of Eric, Pam, and Bill, wasn't
1: it? Yep. And it explains kind of some of the tension between them.
0: And it's, pro- and it's probably the first time Eric and Pam got it on, isn't
1: it? Yes, yes.
0: So, it's, yeah, no, that's awesome. I really and, and enjoyed you, that flashback. Do you
1: think this is why Eric resents Bill being king so much? Because he, re- he remembers him as a kind of young upstart vampire. Now, all of a sudden, he's his boss. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I thought was weird? I thought it seemed unlikely that Pam would dislike Bill for, like, a century just because he killed, a f- like, a couple of her hookers when she was a human.
0: So, it's to, do you think there's going to be more to it? Though?
1: I think there must be more to it, yeah. Because considering it's, all the humans that Pam and Eric murdered together... Yeah.
0: They and under- Once Pam's a vampire, I should understand my, my Bill had gone on a rampage. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it was... It, it's nice. It's more on the theme of the the makers and their prodigies, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, because we saw Lorena keeping Bill on a tight leash, and uh, and although she's been brainwashing him uh, for like forty years at this point, um, we find out that she's kind of neglected to tell him, to tell him about vampire etiquette and about respecting elder vampires and that sort of thing.
0: And, and we also see that Pam is cold and business minded, even even as a human.
1: Yeah, because she shows no kind of personal concern for the dead hooker. She's just like yeah,
0: just wants five hundred dollars, please! 500. <laughs>
1: Maybe um, this is what attracts Eric uh, to her...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah cold. I, reckon, <laughs> I reckon. So, um, even, yeah, even as a human, she sees people as commodity.
1: Yeah, Taylor made to be a vampire. And why, why is Eric so concerned that Lorena and Bill are killing a human?
0: Because he's trying to impress Pam. Because he's trying to get in Pans, get He's trying to get in there.
1: <laughs> I thought that, but also I thought, are mm. there like, is there like a vampire rule about infringing on other vampires' territories?
0: Well, yeah, she she did say that we didn't realise. Yeah, this was your your area.
1: Yeah, so maybe there's that in there as well. I reckon that I reckon if Pam hadn't been there, he would have been game for joining in and having <laughs> having like a hooker eating threesome with Bill and, and Lorena.
0: So, so at this point, Eric Eric is a known vampire. Then. He's
1: like nine hundred years old, so I guess yeah, he's, he's a face. Yeah, he's he's a mover and a shaker. <laughs> <laughs> and also, and I've noticed this a few times. Um, throughout the show, the vampire flashbacks, it's like the vampires having a dream. Mm. So, is it like the. Do the vampires like have. A, yes. Like they have dreams about their past as if they're reliving it? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. It's um, not just a flashback, it's not just a whoosh flashback like in lost, it's as if they're actually dreaming it.
0: Sort of like a lucid lucid dream where you kind of fill you in it and dreaming it. Yeah, yeah, at the exactly. Same time. Yeah. Lucid. Check out the
1: comic. Yes. <laughs> Michael Million's comic. <laughs> Anyway, uh, back to um, just a normal, regular daytime stuff. Jason's in the supermarket checking out the pickles. It's, it's
0: nice to see people doing normal, everyday stuff that doesn't involve vampires or werewolves or main or yeah, any other crazy shit.
1: Yeah, because in season one, we kind of had more of the normal day-to-day life in Bon Tom stuff. And we've kind of been missing it with all the insanity these last few seasons. So it's nice to see people buying pickles and stuff.
0: But then, as as it's Bon Tom, just a normal shopping, can't be a normal shopping session... And he encounters his former school teacher.
1: Yes, who uh, he has a brief conversation with, full of double entendres, uh, which leads inevitably back to his place, as we find that um, he's shagged her in the past when he was a young boy. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Chase. Oh, his teacher was played by uh, Melinda Page Hamilton, who was in a show we've never seen, Mad Men.
0: We should check that out.
1: We should check it out, because everyone loves it.
0: There's so much stuff to check out, but we will...
1: There's too many good programs. So I've not got time for men. The clothes look awesome, though. It's probably really, go- really good. So,
0: anyway, at Miss Steeler's gaff, um, the cat takes an instant dislike to Jason. Is, it, is this kind of foreshadowing him eventually becoming a panther?
1: Oh, a lot of fans are saying this. Does, is the cat angry because he can smell some Weir Panther on... Is the
0: cat angry because he realises that, yeah, Jason's been sleeping with his, home, his own kind?
1: Yeah, <laughs> maybe... <laughs> And uh, Miss Steeler is remorseful about taking advantage of the uh, teenage Jason. Uh, but he reassures her that it's, it's cool, it's cool. And uh, and he doesn't make the connection at first between being abused as a kid and his ongoing problems having stable relationships.
0: Yeah, that's... yeah. Fair dues.
1: So uh, over to Elsie's builder's yard thing that he works in. Debbie's parents confront him and he informs them that he abjured Debbie for shagging the pack leader and being a dirty V addict.
0: They're they're suspicious of Alcide. Will he be a prime suspect in her murder if her body is discovered? (laughs) Isn't that a line from
1: another show? The husband always did it. (laughs) It's always the the fella that they suspect
0: first.
1: So yeah, I think the cops would probably have him as the prime suspect.
0: So anyway, Sookie's uh, also being interrogated by... Andy,
1: obviously, because Debbie's coal was discovered right by her house.
0: She's doing a stellar job of keeping it together despite the pressure. Um, unlike poor Lafayette, who is feeling the heat.
1: This is uh, this is very much like the storyline from the books, where Debbie's parents come to Bon Temps and uh, Suki's kind of trying to play it cool. So, do
0: you, do you know from the books? Do you think they're going to? You, you know how this storyline's going to turn out.
1: I need to reread the books. I've forgotten.
0: <laughs> but, but I don't
1: think... Do You
0: think they're going to follow the books, or they're going to?
1: I don't, think they, I don't think they find her body in the books, but I might be wrong about that. Email me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thankfully, Andy is more concerned about the size of his arse um, and doesn't really think Sookie's involved. It doesn't really seem plausible, does it? No. No, who would, who would suspect innocent Sookie?
0: So Andy, he, he asks Holly to step outside and he shows her the Facebook picture and she is mortified.
1: There's a bit of Facebook product <laughs> placement here. Couldn't they have had Bebo accounts?
0: And um, despite the fact that she is a witch and he is an alcoholic v addict, uh, they agree to go steady.
1: Ah, oh, that's nice. Bit...
0: Yes. Um... Um,
1: oh yeah. Hoyt, um, Hoyt is with Holly in the books. And Andy's oh really? With, yeah. And Andy's with another character, another character called Hayley.
0: Is, is that a character that could possibly come into the
1: programme? No, nah, he's with Holly now.
0: No. What Hayley?
1: Yeah. Andy's with Holly, so, and Hoyt's not going to get Hoyt's not going to get with Holly. So I think. They're not going to bring Hayley into it. There's just there's too many characters in the books for them to bring them all in. Uh, so after shagging his former teacher, Miss Steeler, Jason has an epiphany, and he realises that his problems stem from him taken um, from her taking advantage of him.
0: Hmm. Um, he also realises that the cat has pissed in his shoe.
1: A lot of a lot of people on the internet were saying, "Why is Jason sniffing his shoe?" Because <laughs> the cat's pissed in. And this is this is the first time, I do believe, that a storyline from the comics has found mm. its way into the show. Because in the first arc of the comics, um, Jason, there's a flashback to Jason and he loses his virginity to his teacher and it all goes wrong. And they're kind of bringing this into the show. So that's kind of cool. It's cool, yes. Yes.
0: So does Jason's fairy blood have something to do with his personality, I think?
1: Yeah, because fairies is a, a kind of very sexual and very attractive to people. And I think that's kind of in the books is his... Because although he hasn't got the the Sookie mind-reading ability, he's got this kind of sexual magnetism. Really? <laughs> yeah, so that's what, he's, yeah. <laughs> that's what he's inherited from his fairy granddad.
0: Okay, so down in New Orleans, uh, Salome sorry Salome, uh, takes Bill into the boiler room for a clandestine chat. Uh,
1: he relates her story from the Bible. Uh, being a Christian, Bill knows all about this stuff. Uh, she danced at the wedding of her mother and uncle and then asked for John the Baptist's head on a plate. And there's lots of famous paintings of this. Oh, a
0: silver platter.
1: Yes, we'll put a link to the Wikipedia article about Salome, but it's quite interesting stuff.
0: Um, Salome tells Bill that the Bible is not accurate, and that her mother sold her virginity to her, hung- her uncle.
1: So she says, she's not, she, uh, she says she's changed since then, but Bill points out that since she's still using her sexuality to manip- manipulate men, uh, then things really aren't that different.
0: Um, she tries to flatter him, saying she has been following his career in vampire politics. Um, but he asks her why uh, she would be so interested in a small-town monarch like him.
1: So seeing that this is not working, this line of chat-up, uh, she changes tactics and instead tells him uh, that she's interested in him for his unusually human emotions.
0: And, and Bill seems somewhat moved by this and does her hard up
1: against the wall. Nice! Yeah! <laughs> Kudos, Bill! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> cold sex though isn't it there's no kissing or foreplay or anything he oh, he's, just he just, just, yeah. just rams it in just
0: dropping <laughs> off a, a, a yeah like <laughs> yeah has she, is
1: she bluffing has she, has she really been following Bill's career or is she just saying this to get into his pence
0: <laughs> I don't know does, does he already know at this point that yeah she's just trying to manipulate him or has he kind of got his bill
1: I think so he's quite savvy isn't he
0: yeah he, he's he knows doesn't he he's just thinking hey
1: I might as well. Oh,
0: she's a fit bird. Go on.
1: <laughs> Any he holds a goal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so anyway, Jessica, um, she's spending Bill's money on some sexy frocks in a store called Tracy's Togs.
1: Which is, of course, a reference to Tara's Togs, the clothes store that Tara owns in the books. Well,
0: Tara has a clothes store in the books.
1: Yeah, I think Bill owns the store and she wow. rents it off of him because cool. Bill owns like half of the town. Something like that.
0: So um, she, um, her and the shop assistant have a little bitch at each other over Jason, um, which well, is interrupted when a young dude with a British accent shows up uh, to buy dresses for his 16 sisters.
1: 16 sisters? Wow. Well, this is, of course, Claude, who we previously saw looking like an orc in Fairyland at the start of season four, only now he's played by a much younger actor.
0: So, so why did they recast the role? Do, do we know?
1: I don't know. Maybe it was Neil Hopkirk from Lost, ah. uh, Charlie's brother from Lost. Um, who played him originally and maybe I don't know maybe he was unavailable or maybe they just wanted to cater to a younger demographic <laughs> by using an actor because they've not got any really young young guys in the show have they They're all kind of in their 30s and 40s
0: Is he, what sort of age is he in the books
1: uh,
0: is
1: he kind of younger or he's, in the books he's like a male model kind of gigolo stripper really sexy fairy guy he, yeah he's like really muscly and hot I think he's got long black hair so he looks like a Chippendale, basically. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and Claudine, Suki's fairy godmother, who Eric killed last season, is one of Claude's 16 sisters. Ah. So maybe he had 17 sisters, and now he's only got 16.
0: Oh. <laughs> so anyway, since Claude is a fairy, Jessica is instantly attracted to the smell of his blood, and she repeats the often-used phrase... What? I can't do What <laughs> you do? It. What
1: are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are
0: you? Um, he, he runs away and she manages to get her tits back into her tiny dress and sprint after him.
1: Only to find his car abandoned by a field. The same field where um, Andy shacked a fairy last season, I do believe. Uh, is Jessica a little bit high from, just from the smell of the blood? Wow, that's
0: some powerful blood. If... Yeah,
1: just high from the smell. <laughs>
0: that was funny though, wasn't it? That
1: was hilarious. And we've spoken about this before, but is Bon Tom? A kind of like I don't know, like a portal. Is there a portal to fairyland there, and that's why there's so much weird shit going on? It's kind of like the Hellmouth mm. in Buffy.
0: Well, so is it's just weird shit going on everywhere, but not.
1: Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's... in every small town in America, there's vampires and werewolves and things. That's quite a lot of weird shit. I think I think you're right. I think it's something to do with the fairy portal kind of attracts supernatural beings to this area.
0: Hmm.
1: And why is it that Eric and Jessica were both unable to control themselves around full bloody fairies? <laughs> whereas Bill was able to contain his urge to bite Claudine long enough to have a conversation with her. He kind of held back, didn't he?
0: Is that because he's been having some sucker.
1: Maybe. But then Eric had drunk lots of sucky blood at that point as well. Oh, mm. Eric was like in the amnesia state though, so maybe that's why. Maybe he was too brain damaged to control himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, does, does Jessica know about fairies? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember her kind of talking about it in the show, but I kind of... Does she, has she, have you watched Jessica's blog that she does? The videos of her. They're really funny. I kind of think she's mentioned it on there.
0: I don't know. I don't remember.
1: I think we put a link to it a few weeks ago. Look at our website, Paul. <laughs> There's a link to it. <laughs> I shall. <laughs> so, over at Fantasia, Pam is surprised to see Jessica's former human Hoyt show up in some bad goth clothes and guy-liner.
0: He looks pretty ridiculous. He
1: does. It's not a good look on Hoyt. <laughs> not a good look, Hoyt.
0: So, what's his game? Is he on... Is he on a suicidal or or a homicidal mission? What are we what are we thinking?
1: I'm thinking he's gonna go Buffy and start killing some vampires. Yeah. He, he looked pretty nonplussed, didn't he? Pam, Pam warned him to take care of himself. He didn't give a fuck.
0: Yeah. It's like yeah, but yeah, I don't get it. Why the, <laughs> why the sudden change? Is he trying to impress
1: Jessica? Does he think that? I think he's so mad at that Jessica. He, he wants to get revenge on vampire kind. Yeah. It's time to get back to the epic 1905 flashback. Eric and Pam have just consummated their relationship. Yay!
0: And she's desperate to become a badass vampire, vampire like him.
1: So obviously seeing Bill and Lorena eating some people didn't turn her off. Hmm.
0: But um, Eric, however, despite being around 900 years old, has no desire to become a maker. Uh, even if it means getting to spend It's eternity hanging out with a sexy lady like Pam.
1: Uh, Pam suggests he leaves her to fend for herself, but he's appalled at the idea and says it would be like abandoning a baby. So is Pam presumably remembering this advice because she has just done this exact same thing to Tara and now she feels bad for not listening to Eric's advice from back in the day? (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't
0: have that
1: connection, but yeah. Uh, So Pam responds to this rejection by cutting her wrists in order to force Eric to turn her. Even though he could have healed her, but obviously she didn't know that at the time.
0: And we learn that Pam, like Eric, chose to be turned into a vampire, whereas Tara, like Bill and Jessica, has had the transformation forced upon her.
1: And it's ironic here that the Bill really mocked um, Eric really mocked Bill for falling for a human when he fell for Sophie.
0: Yes.
1: But it seems that he and Pam once had a strong vampire-human connection.
0: That's true, but but yeah, but then how long was Pam human for when she knew it? I suppose like, like half an hour.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Also, a lot of fans have been talking about what a nice, charming guy it comes across in these flashbacks. Mm. So it's like his character development has been the opposite of Bill's because we initially thought that Bill was a nice gentleman. And then we found out he's also capable of being a a vicious and deceitful killer. (laughs) Whereas Eric, we thought, was a violent, inhuman vampire. And gradually we've learned that he has feelings underneath his cold exterior. So, yeah, it's kind of... The two characters are going in the opposite direction,
0: which is interesting. So, Eric's in um, Salome's uh, boudoir. And we see phase two of Operation Shag Bill and Eric. Um, Interestingly, though, um, Salome... Salome? Salome. Salome. salami, salami. Salome. Uh, Salome knows all about Nora and Godric. Um, So why didn't she tell the council? Why
1: didn't she tell the council? I don't know. She's keeping that close to her chest, isn't she? Because Mm. that would have saved a lot of torture if she'd just told them that in the first place.
0: Because she and Godric Godric are about the same age, aren't they?
1: Yeah, both about 2,000 years old.
0: So so it, it it makes sense that their paths would have crossed at some
1: point. I thought it was weird that in season two... Eric said that Godric was... I think he said that Godric was the oldest vampire in the Northern Hemisphere. And since then, we've been introduced to at least two vampires that are older or around the same age, Salome and Russell. So is that bad writing, or was Eric just was Godric, exaggerated? Was
0: Godric just bullshitting? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the oldest <laughs> I'm vampire, old, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's probably, probably the truth of it. Uh, Salome's tactic with Eric is much the same as the one she tried with Bill. Uh, first she tries to flatter his ego, and then when this this doesn't work, she homes in on his weakness. You know? And in
0: Eric's case, uh, this is his ad- 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 adoration of Godric.
1: Yes. Uh, she mentions that Godric was glorious before he lost his way. So is she referring to the fact that Godric became an advocate of mainstreaming before his death? Does mm. she, is she opposed to this? Does, is she a sanguinista? Yeah. That's what I kind of got from that. Mm. The way she said that he'd lost his way by... Turned into mainstreaming. Oh, did she mean... He he killed himself, didn't he?
0: He,
1: Oh, fuck yeah, I forgot he killed himself. Yeah, that's well. she
0: kind of felt that kind of let down his character.
1: Yes, perhaps. Uh, So poor Nora is being tortured by Rosalind. And she's not giving up the goods. Uh,
0: Rosalind correctly assumes that Nora um, has a thing going on either uh, Bill or Eric. And says that a sandwich I'd take a bite out of. <laughs> that
1: that's a sandwich I'd take a bite out of any that's
0: time. <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> um, she, she suggests she activates Bill and Eric's iState devices, um, which forces a confession from Nora.
1: Did, did you think Nora was being truthful here with her confession? Or was she just saying that she's a sanguinista to save Eric's life? Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it?
0: I don't know Nora. <laughs> well, you don't know to... enough, that's it. That's don't know
1: season. enough, do we? That's the exciting thing about this season. Anyone could be a sanguinista.
0: Okay, so anyway, um, Jessica, she arrives at Jason's house and tells him about her encounter with Claude.
1: So apparently the scent of the fairy has made her think of shagging Jason, mm. which goes back to what we said about Jason being part fairy as well and his fairy heritage contributing towards his sexual magnetism. However,
0: Jason's recent misadventure with Miss Steeler has led him to realise that he doesn't have a normal relationship with girls. Only casual sex.
1: So Jessica offers to be a friend to him for the night. they crack open some beers and just talk. Yes, yeah,
0: that'd be a good night, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, then some shagging to cap it off, surely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like Jason, she just, just wants to be conventional.
1: Yes, and, she, and they're both struggling with their primal urges.
0: And, and like Jason, she's, she's showing a new maturity.
1: Yes, both characters are developing.
0: Well done, Jessica.
1: Yes. Get your out. <laughs> uh, in, Back in the meat locker, uh, Tara dreams she's murdering Arlene, uh, but then awakens to find Lafayette tentatively offering her some true blood. Did you think, did you think that was real when she sliced up Arlene? I did. For a split second, I was worried. I thought, "Oh my God, she's killed Arlene."
0: So um, yeah, Elsie. He proves that he is more than just six and a half foot of pure muscle um, and a manly beard by realising that something is amiss with Suki. And his suspicion is proven when vampire Tara emerges from the freezer.
1: And she's still mad at Sookin Lafayette. Growing her brain back has not diminished this. And now Sam's also on her shit list. Do you think she's been a bit over mad? I mean, they'd
0: like, I kind of think they've done the right thing. If you've got the chance to live again, if They, you...
1: they love Tara. They don't, yeah. they don't want to live without Tara in their lives.
0: Because <laughs> she's a vampire, she, she'd be nice, can't she? Yeah,
1: yeah. I suppose she really <laughs> hates vampires though, because she was raped by one. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah and she speaks really weirdly with fangs
0: yeah maybe she maybe she get used to them eh? hmm. maybe she's got to wear them in a bit
1: I think so yeah
0: so over at the authority headquarters uh, Eric is very smug indeed uh, to reveal to Bill that he just boned Salome um, to,
1: until Bill reveals that he was in fact <laughs> dipping his wick in sloppy seconds
0: <laughs> they both realised that she was trying to manipulate them with her boobies
1: I think Bill's getting more funny lines this season he's getting more funny lines this season than in the entire first four seasons
0: I like the way that, uh,
1: yeah. I like the way that the <laughs> that Eric said, oh, I guess I, I had a visit from someone and Bill was like, yeah. And then he just gave like a, a twitch of a smile. <laughs> like, yeah, I got there first. <laughs>
0: it's like a smile without the face cracking. So it was there, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, elsewhere in the building, Salome is still gratuitously, gratuitously naked and is about to shag Roman as well. Ooh,
0: he's got, <laughs> there's some sloppy furds coming up. Yeah, that's, that's sloppy just not furs good. for Roman. Uh, she, te- she tells him that uh, Bill and Eric aren't sanguistas and can be trusted.
1: How does she know that? Just by shagging them. She's like, yeah, I, I shag them. They're not sanguinistas. Because
0: she's one and she knows they're not. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> And how is she so perceptive, though, about their personalities, despite only having just met them? She kind of is seems she, to know a lot about them.
0: Has she got some special vampire powers? Some, is, there, like, is there other powers that we don't know about?
1: Well, yeah, some of the vampires do have kind of unique powers. There's not really spoken about that in the show. That was more of a thing in the books, that some vampires have other unique powers. Like, I mean, Eric's really good at flying, but then there's a vampire in the books that's got like, super special healing powers, and, and Bill's got a photographic memory in the books. Um, and other things like that so I wonder if Salome has got some special booby magnetism knows your personality powers
0: or just special boobies
1: special boobies
0: (laughs) so anyway Salome she she looks very surprised that Nora confessed to being Sanguista
1: Sanguista
0: (laughs) Sandinista Sandinista the clash awesome album
1: (laughs) (laughs) not a good clash album what are you saying (laughs) it is an awesome
0: album it's three three discs of fire (laughs)
1: Okay. Is that so? Does she no, does she look surprised that Nora's a sanguinista because she's actually a sanguinista and knows that Nora isn't one? Yes, that's what I kind of got from that. <laughs> uh, anyway, she tries to use her hypnotic boobies to convince Roman that mainstreaming is the wrong path to follow.
0: But the boobies are not getting to Roman, and he's and he is adamant that it's the right thing to do.
1: So there's more evidence still that she's a sanguinista. She's like, hey, enough about this mainstreaming. <laughs> It's going to get you killed. Move on already. She's sanguinista.
0: So, so she, hang on, she, got, she gets to shake like the three, what, well, would you say they're kind of fit, hot vampires?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: they're the three, <laughs> yeah.
0: She gets to shake three vampires that are, you know, kind of up the fitness line. And that's all in one episode.
1: Yeah. Is she a slag? Or, or should we high-five her? <laughs> I think high-five. High-five to Salome <laughs> <laughs> for getting the triple. And and also, a lot of fans have been discussing this. Is is Roman Salome's maker or is she his maker? Mm. Who's older of uh, the two of them? There's def- there's some relationship between them.
0: It's, yeah, uh, if I just had to guess, I'd say she's older because we know what, her, what. We
1: know she's two thousand years old. I re- yeah, I reckon she's his maker, and I reckon Russell's her maker, uh... and I reckon she dug Russell up. How old's Russell? He's 2,800. Wow. So, uh, back to Malot's and Lafayette is cooking up some gumbo. Gumbo. When he he just randomly throws a bottle of bleach into the cooking pot. What? Then, then, he
0: looks into the mirror
1: and he sees a demon. would not that Jesus' demon, though?
0: Yeah. so, So, why is Jesus' demon getting Lafayette to pour bleach into gumbo?
1: It's just an evil bastard demon. I suppose after Jesus died, it hopped into Lafayette's brain, um, maybe.
0: So, so why does it want to poison everyone? Is it just a bad demon? It's just
1: a troublemaker.
0: <laughs> just okay. a troublesome demon. So uh, Suki, she confesses to Elsie that she murdered Debbie. <gasps> after Debbie killed Tara.
1: I think, if I remember rightly, in the books, he kind of smells that Debbie was in Sookie's kitchen, uh, despite Suki's clean-up job. And he suspects that something happened. But she, does, she doesn't kind of confess like this, like, hey, I killed your girlfriend. <laughs> that doesn't happen.
0: Um, understandably, Alcide is quite upset. Yes. Um, but more about Sookie lying to him than about Debbie's death.
1: Is that, do you think Alcide's becoming increasingly likeable as the series goes on? Yeah. I was unsure about him at first, is but it? he's grown on me. He's more, yeah. Him and his big muscles, they are yeah. grown on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more likeable, less carrying, but more likeable.
1: Yeah. Um. But... In the books, the fact that Suki's killed Debbie means that there's no, no, there's never any real chance of romance between her and Alcide. So, do you think, is this going to be the same case in the show? No, no, he's going to get it on anyway. He's going to bone
0: Suki. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Tara she's aimlessly roaming the streets and comes across a tanning salon uh, with the inviting name "Curl Up and Fry."
1: Uh, ever wondered what happens when a vampire uses a sunbed? <laughs> Oof. Turns out it's like a suicide booth.
0: Mm. Pam, of course, senses her progeny's distress as she's doing her accounts, and pauses to say, "You stupid bitch." So will she save Tara? Yeah. <laughs> and, and why didn't Tara just stake herself, eh? Why, oh, because
1: why? that would not. We wouldn't be able. Oh. Pam wouldn't be able to save her if she staked herself. Well, why
0: not see a final sunrise and. Go out like Godric.
1: Yeah, I think Pam's going to save her at the start of the next episode.
0: I think so. Do you think it's Pam will then take her under a, her a wing. vampire wing? Yeah,
1: Pam's kind of having second thoughts about abandoning Tara. I reckon. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah, that's...
1: she's going to be a new Obi Wan.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the end of the episode. That, that was yeah.
1: episode three. Did we like that episode? We did. I think uh, each episode this season has been uh, better than the last.
0: Yeah, it's positive, isn't it?
1: Yes, and it's nice to see that fan reaction to this season has been incredibly positive. I don't think I've, I've read hardly any bad things about this season. Uh,
0: fans are saying it's a return to form after a disappointing season four.
1: Ah, Was you disappointed with season four? It wasn't the best season, but it's better than 99% of what's on TV, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I still enjoyed it.
0: So hopefully the season will continue at this level and we won't have a disappointing Last sort of three episodes. Yeah, because or... I
1: really liked season three and then it kind of went downhill right at the end. Yeah. But I hope this season doesn't do that. It's... Yeah. Okay, now it's time for some music and uh, I think Paul has prepared a jingle. <laughs> music. Yes. Yes. What's that app called? That
0: Oh, that app is called uh, BeBot and I, I believe it's the, the world's... Um, most favourite music app on, on the iPhone. It's really cute. Oh, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> uh, first up, we have a, ba- a band we're very familiar with Garbage, yes. a Scottish American alternative rock band from the 90s, who are back with a new single, Blood for Poppies. And that's when Sookie and Pam are having a little girl fight in Fantasia. Uh,
0: next up was Sydney Robinson, a contemporary country folk singer, a song called Run Like Hell.
1: Not the Pink Floyd song. Not the Pink Floyd song.
0: And this was um, while Sam and Sookie discussing Tara.
1: And then we have Susie Boehm, a Californian singer-songwriter, and her song Peace of Heaven, when Jason and Jessica discuss their relationship.
0: Uh, next up is Chilli Carac- Caroncas. Chilli Caroncas? Chilli Caroncas and the Infidels. A uh, song called Mopus Dopus. Um, and this is whilst Andy questions Suki in the lot's.
1: And I, th- I think I shall check more of <laughs> that band out. That's a great No, band. I could not find any information about that band. Oh, really? I really could not find any. They've not even got a MySpace. What They've really? <laughs> not even got a MySpace. Wow. Uh, and then we have uh, a Chicago pa- based pop rock band called uh, We Are Leo and their song I'm With You uh, when Jessica buys some frocks.
0: Uh, next up was Mark Slider, who is an actor and singer from Massachusetts. And the song's called Transistor Mon. And that is why Hoyt showed up at fantasia
1: and we have the, the troubadour kings who are a brand new band from nashville and their song get lucky in the kitchen at the lot
0: yeah we like those i like that one um and last up was uh, coco taylor a uh, late blues singer uh, with a song whatever i am you made me and that was during the end credits
1: okay so now it's time for our what the fuck of the week Out uh, what the fuck of the week is? Lafayette becoming possessed by a demon and poisoning the gumbo. <laughs> yeah, that was and a that was a genuinely surprising moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: Lafayette—that's quite out of character.
1: It's um, not, I mean, we're kind of getting used to True Blood, so things happen, and we're like, oh yeah, he he turned her head round while he was fucking her. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. But then something like this happens, and and we're like, well, hang on, what just happened? Yeah,
0: that that's just a little snippet of, of naughtiness that's gonna. Yeah. Leave us one in more.
1: Uh, do you think they're gonna be a bit more demon action this season? I
0: was confused because that demon was kind of a good well it was a bad demon, but a, a bad demon had done good last time around.
1: I really can't remember what the demon did last
0: time around. <laughs> well that's the demon that Jesus turned into, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, what did it do though? How did it help? Did it help get rid of Marnie? Yes. Yes. Yes, it was a good demon. So it was a
0: good bad demon. A good bad demon. But now it's just a bad bleach
1: demon. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, now it's time for our line of the week. Line of the week. And our line of the week is... As we say in Surrey, sod the fuck off, you cunting twat.
0: <laughs> Yay! Yay, British accent. We didn't have to do a fake accent. Yay, and I like
1: was, it. That was Nora, of course, uh, kind of using every possible swear word in one sentence. That's
0: it. We should have done English line of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now it's time for a bit of news.
1: Okay, our first bit of news, very exciting stuff. Anna Paquin and Stephen Moyer are having twins! Woo-hoo! Two babies? Yay. Yay! Congratulations! Yay for babies!
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, hey, that's weird because Sam Trammell. And his
1: girlfriend also recently had twins. Yes, so there must be something in the Bonton water. Yes, <laughs> and uh, wow, well, this is also pretty cool. This is pretty cool. There is a True Blood official cookery book available. Wow. Yes. You... What sort of stuff is in there? Grand pie. Grand pie <laughs> and summer's biscuits. Summer's... and there's loads of cocktails and stuff oh it just looks awesome there's a website you can go to and you can read the first 16 pages of it and it's really pretty it looks really nice wow i'm gonna get it for christmas
0: is that is that available for the hbo website on the hbo
1: website it's available yes it's probably on amazon and shit as well i don't know
0: okay okay so punk punk legend iggy pop
1: what iggy pop
0: and indie singer bethany Constantine Conti-
1: can not speak
0: today, I apologize. <laughs> um they've teamed up for a punk rock duet called Boot and Rally Alley. Um it will be featured in True Blood's fifth episode. Wow,
1: an exclusive wow. Iggy Pop song for True Blood. We love Iggy Pop. Well he's like Jesus. <laughs> he's like Jesus. He's like Godric to us. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's oh that's awesome. Is is that the Stephen Moyer episode? Uh no, Stephen Moyes directs in episode 8, Oh, I think. okay,
0: episode 8.
1: Yes. Awesome. Okay, now, uh, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, tune out now. If you want to get spoiled, then stick around. Spoilers! Okay, episode 3 is called We'll Meet Again. Presumably after the Vera Lynn song, yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. And the synopsis says... Eric and Bill have doubts they will survive the search for Russell.
0: Sookie opens up to Alcide.
1: Opens up her legs.
0: <laughs> opens up her fairy, ju- fairy junk, I was going to say.
1: <laughs> no, what is it Pam called it? Um, a, I don't know, a gash in a sundress was one of those.
0: <laughs> That's not what I was thinking, but hey, I like
1: that. Precious fairy vagina. That's the one. <laughs> uh, an irate Lafayette unwittingly puts Sookie's life in danger. At
0: authority headquarters, Roman and Salome continue interrogating Nora about the
1: Sandinistas. <laughs> I can't say that word! <laughs> say, about the Sandinistas. Thank you. Sandinistas, you <laughs> said. <says. laughs> and a an possible traitor within the council. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Pam forces Tara to toe the line. Well, How are you, Pam? Yay.
0: Um, Andy and Jason go to a burlesque party. Woohoo! Yes!
1: Uh, a fairy burlesque party, I do believe. Yes. Uh, Sam's shifter friends. Oh yeah, he's got shifter friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they invite him out for a run.
0: Uh, Terry flashes back to a deadly night in Iraq.
1: Iraq flashback. Yay. Yes. Uh Hoyt tests the Fangbanger waters. Oh.
0: Suki drowns her sorrows. Oh. <gasps> that's that's quite a, seems <laughs> like quite a packed episode.
1: Intriguing. We have, we have some general spoilers. Okay, Russell Edgington is going to have a new love interest. Steve Newlin. It's got to be Steve Newland. It's got to be Steve Newland. Steve Newland and Russell. Yes. What a couple that will be. So will
0: Roman be asking Steve Newlin to get in there and yeah, like a double agent? Yeah, get in like there with Russell. Find out some
1: info. <laughs> and also, Stephen Moyer says that halfway through the season, Bill is going to have a surprising new love interest. Steve Newland. Steve Newland. <laughs> I was thinking Eric. Tara. I think, yeah, no, seriously, I think I think Bill and Tara. Really? I think that could be it, because that would be surprising, wouldn't it? That would be We'd surprising. We'd not see that coming. Yes. <laughs> or is it going to be Eric? That would be super surprising. Oh, it's mum. Oh, it's mum, that would be the most surprising. That would be awesome. That would be more surprising than Eric.
0: Okay, so there's some casting calls for episode four. Um, Todd Jeffries and Jamarcus Kessler are seen in flashbacks to Iraq in 2003.
1: Uh, the US Marines join their squad, uh, which includes Patrick and Terry, on a trip to a small village where their plans to party and wreak a little havoc go tragically awry. Oh! And they're played by some guys called Jonathan Kowalski and Lawrence Adimora. Uh,
0: they, there they encounter an Iraqi boy and his mother, a young-looking Arab 18 years old. Um, seen in a flashback to 2003, uh, this Iraq boy whose village is being blown up by American soldiers
1: Uh, An an Iraqi man uh, speaks out in grief and rage after the soldiers murder a 12-year-old Iraqi boy. Oh, no. Surely not Terry. No, no. And uh, then we have... uh, Oh, I think these ladies might be fairies. Uh, Angela, Lillian and Delilah, these three impossibly gorgeous, flirtatious, charming women in cocktail dresses... Greet Judge Clements, oh, him. Yes. And Jason and Andy as they take them on a limo ride to a mysterious destination where they find a central party in an exclusive club. Wow. Fairies.
0: Wow, it's, all, it's gone all eyes wide shut.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, sorry, also at this club is a le- leader. leader. Leader?
1: Leader? Leader? I think leader.
0: Leader. Um, who speaks to Jason and freaks him, out, freaks him out a bit by seeming to know a bit. Too much about him. Oh, obviously she's a mind
1: reader. Hmm, fairy club. And uh, lastly, Melanie, in her 20s, this female fangbanger goes with Pam to entice a young vampire to feed on her. Ah. Tara. Tara. (laughs) So Tara's going to get some human blood at last. So I believe that is it for the... That is it for the spoilers. Uh, A few links, a link to the Salome uh, Wikipedia... And a link to the awesome-looking True Blood cookbook. Yes, which is now on everyone's Christmas list. So let's all get cooking. Yeah. Okay, that's that's it for us.
0: Yeah. So enjoy the next episode. Enjoy episode four. We'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.